Welcome, everybody, to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. I'm Pete Wright, and that there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Now, before we do this topic, do you actually, did you go get any of your university paraphernalia, like sweatshirt, letter jacket? Do, do you really, <laughs> I mean, did you bury yourself in the part? Uh, no. You didn't? No. no. I bet, you know what, I do have... Um, I do have Oregon State stuff because I'm an alumni from there and a big fan. And so, yeah, I'll pretend like I'm wearing my Oregon State gear. That's good. Rah, rah. That's good. I have a giant <laughs> foam finger right now. That's it's making right. it hard to type. But uh, we, we are talking about ADHD and the college student. Tis the season. We're getting ready to go back to school or, you yes, know. Or close. Many people are uh, getting right ready to go corner. back to school. And, and for those, um, you know, whether you're a traditional age or uh, an adult student going back to school, these are, uh, you, you ha- have a new set of circumstances and pressures that, uh, that challenge you if you are struggling with ADHD. And that's what we're going to talk about and, and, and what Nikki can do uh, to help you put some sanity to this, uh, to this whole brave new world. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm actually, I'm very excited about talking about this service because this is something that I've done um, for the last couple of years along with my ADHD coaching. Um, But it's something new that we are going to actually be um, talking more about or or highlighting more on the the new website. So um, it's a great time to to talk about it, um, especially as we get closer to fall. So, you know, I think that probably... um, it would probably help to just sort of get an understanding of how ADHD coaching works for the college student. Would that make sense? I think to kind of, you know, yeah, I think so. I, you know, I wonder if we could reflect just before we start on kind of the practicalities of the coaching, if we could talk just a little bit about kind of why, um, why it is that college students are at sort of a different, um, a different kind of classification of ADHD. I mean, isn't ADHD, 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 or, you know, why is it that college students get special treatment? Why do going they have a special school? category? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a great, great question. Um, you know, I think the biggest difference between ADHD coaching and ADHD coaching a college student is really that main goal is centered around school and academics. And so, um, you know, having these ADHD challenges and going into the academic field for four years or two years or however long it's going to take you to get your college degree or associate's degree, whatever it is that you're reaching for, um, can be overwhelming, I guess is probably the best word to, to say. Um, you know, you've got a goal in mind, but it, it's going to take a lot of hard work to get there. And um, coaching can definitely be a, a resource to help that student get there. It's not the only resource, but it, it can definitely be one that, that can help. Um, you know, for, especially for the student who is younger, who's coming right out of high school, this is their first time of being on their own. Um, they don't have mom and dad you know, telling them when to get up. They don't have mom and dad making sure that their homework is done. Are you studying? You know, there's a lot of new responsibility that's coming up for these kids um, that it can be a struggle. And so we want to start um, their college degree, career, their academic career um, on a positive note. And coaching is one way to definitely do that. Um, but I would say that the biggest difference, you know, between ADHD coaching and, co- and, and coaching the college student is that is that ultimate goal of you want to 
to get that degree? How are you going to get it? Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. It's this idea that that you know your objectives become highly time sensitive. Yes. And and not only do you have a you know a long term or a sort of a medium term goal of actually getting you know a, a accomplishing a degree. Uh, or some sort of certification, but the intermediary goals, the short-term goals, uh, multiply, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you have so many th- details to keep in your head and, uh, and and to keep organized and to keep straight, and so many little milestones and papers and assignments and quizzes and tests and things to keep straight that 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 sense of that familiar sense of ADHD overwhelm uh, can become just a generalized sense of terror. Absolutely. Well, and you have to think, I mean, the the students that I've worked with in the past, many of them don't even know how to use a planner. They've never had to. They've never had to use a calendar. They've never had to manage their time or or, or think about where where they have to be on Wednesday. It hasn't been an issue for them. So all of these new skills are having to, you know, form for them to succeed. And so, yeah, it can be overwhelmed, I think is probably the best word to describe it. Um, Now, there's a lot of similarities to to coaching a college student as you would coach anybody um, that has ADHD. And, and it's definitely a partnership between me and the client. Um, it's time for us to explore what their strengths are because many of them don't know what their strengths are. And so figuring out what what's working, what has worked, and then building off of that success so that they can see, okay, I can do this. You know, they have somebody who's really a cheerleader. They're, you know, I'm championing them, you know, through this. You can do this. You, you are more than capable. Um, um, and really getting an idea of how their ADHD affects them. I mean, this is something that we talked about last week when we were talking about hyperfocusing, and it's the same thing that I talk a lot about when I'm coaching clients is how does this affect you? How does this um, work for you? How does it work against you? And really getting an understanding of how their brains work. Um, and Pete, you said it's not it's not a wrong way to work and it's not the right way to work. It's just who you are. And mm-hmm. so how, how do we um, help you achieve your goals? And so um, my main goal is to definitely increase their self-awareness, give them support, um, help them determine the structure that they need keep them accountable. There's a lot of accountability that, that happens in ADHD coaching for the college student. Um, and just really a partner and helping them stay focused. And, and it often works better to have it come from a coach than to come from a parent. Um, because they, you know, what a, what an amazing thing. I know, right? You're telling me that parents aren't the ultimate influence on their children no. and their work habits? What? Right. I know. What? Oh, I know. Crazy. I am shocked, shocked, madam. I know. So there, there. I said it. Sometimes <laughs> it, it comes better from a coach than a parent. Uh, now, with that said, before I tell you a little bit about what we cover in coaching, I, I, I have to put this up front because what happens is parents are typically the ones that are paying for the services, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so I, I try to make it very clear up front what that relationship is going to look like between me and the student and the parent. Um, these college students are adults. And so the conversations between me and, and that student are confidential. Just because the parent is paying for it doesn't necessarily mean that that gives them the right to, to know everything that's going on or for me to report back to them. Um, without the permission of the client, who, who is the student, I, I won't report back to the parent. It's really between the two of them to, to, to decide how that looks. Um, and, and sometimes a parent can think that that's a bad thing or a good thing. Um, it depends on all on how you look at it, but I think it's important that I say that up front, that, that, 
just because you're paying for it doesn't necessarily give you the right to, to know everything. Well, it doesn't give you the right to know what's going on. Um, you have to talk to your student about that. Now, in addition to that, I will have parents who will call me and they're very excited about this service and they think, oh, wow, this is going to help. This is going to make, you know, Bobby, this is going to help him graduate. But if Bobby is not completely like sold into this process or he doesn't want this coaching, I can guarantee you it's not going to work. So the student has to really want this and really be committed um, to the process and be open to the process. Like you can't push them into it. You, You can't buy commitment. No, no. And, and I, you know, unfortunately I've learned this the long, you know, the hard way it, it just doesn't, I've, I've seen both. I've seen it where it hasn't worked because the, the, the student wasn't really invested. And then I've seen it where it, the student was so invested and they graduated and it was just such a proud, proud moment for everybody involved. Um, so you got to want it that the student has to really want it. Well, that makes good sense. Yeah, yeah. So what do we cover? I mean, what what are the things that that we talk about um, when I coach college students? Basically, you know, the number one thing is it's a lot of organizing. Can you believe it? We talk a lot about organizing. Um, helping them organize their, their schedule, helping them organize how they're going to deal with the overwhelm when they have too much homework or they've got these big tests that they have to study for or projects that they have to do working with other, with other students, you know, how, how do you organize that so that you're the best team player that you can be? Um, we talk a lot about prioritizing. We talk a lot about study skills, giving them tools and strategies to help them stay focused in school when you, when you're actually listening to the lecture and also when you're reading or you're trying to study, there's different things you can do to, to help that process. And, and all of this stuff is ADHD, um, focused and, and, and friendly to, to that mind, um, set. Uh, we, we also talk a lot about personal care because again, um, sometimes these kids don't know that they need to take care of themselves. You know, um, they stay up late, they don't eat well, maybe drink a little bit too much. I mean, you think about college and, and what that looks like, um, when we were back in, you know, college, right? That's funny. I I don't actually remember it. You don't remember it. That's exactly right. Uh, That's terrible. That's not true. I take that back. (laughs) But it's definitely, um getting them to understand that that proper nutrition, that exercise is all so important for them and their ADHD mind in, and helping them stay focused and, and building those, um, dopamines. Dopamine. Yeah. Understanding where the, where the rewards are. That's right. It's all, you know, we, 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 this term gets bandied about, uh, and I, I think it's worth, uh, at least noting as a, as a category header here, if, uh, for nothing else, this, this idea of executive functioning, um, comes in when, when working with college students. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of, of, uh, stuff with that, right? I mean, executive functioning is that, is that memory and it's, um, starting projects and following through. And I don't have the list in front of me, so forgive me oh, if I'm it's a, bunch a of stuff. Long it's a list. long list. Organizing, I know, is a piece of it. I mean, all of these things that I've already sort of touched upon has to do with those executive functions. So, um, that is definitely a part of the education too, to the student is knowing, okay, Hey, this is 
isn't just you. I mean, this is a really common issue and, and there are ways to, to work with this and, and, and they're like, Oh wow. You know, writing, writing the top three priorities and making a list. And I mean, I can actually do these things and, and not write everything that you have to do, you know, for the rest of your life. I mean, there's just ways to get around some of this stuff. So the overwhelm doesn't take over. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a high level, uh, top, uh, you know, sort of, um, uh, bullet in, in these executive function skills that I was introduced to by another wonderful expert, um, Mary D. Scalar, whose whose real focus is is specifically uh, executive functioning skill, um, but uh, it's this idea of metacognition, and and uh, you know metacognition is uh, you know what is your ability to think about thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. How well are you able to step back and evaluate your actions and behaviors? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to do that soberly and clear headedly. Right. And, and that's something that is extremely challenging when you are introduced to these other pressures that put uh, a, a force on your ability to function through ADHD. Right. Yeah. So so I think that that is a really important thing to note that that executive function uh, is you know, it connects past experience to today, right? Are you able to take what you've learned and, and move forward? And so all the things that you're talking about here um, really roll into this incredibly important concept that coaching directly supports. Absolutely. We've talked about executive function at a high level before, but, but I think this, this, uh, this coaching uh, service for college students, and again, because this is when we started, you know, we talk about this, this whole idea that, um, that, that there are new, highly time-focused and, uh, and firm deadlines and details that you, you'd have no control over. You simply must meet them if you want to meet your end objective. If you don't understand all these processes that, they're, you know, that are going on in your own brain, it makes it very hard to, to meet those goals. Well, and that's, you know, unfortunately why the, the dropout rate for ADHD students is so high. Um, is it because it gets to be too much? And, and so if, if a coach or, you know, can, can help them kind of muddy through the the waters or whatever, you know, that, that can certainly help. And the other thing too, I think I want to make clear is that there are other resources for people to, to, to use. Um, you know, I know that many students have had accommodations with their IEP plans from high school to help them succeed and universities and colleges can do the same. And so if, if a student is struggling with wondering, you know, what kind of accommodations do I have? You know, I can certainly help them assist, you know, getting, get them pointed to the right, um, department to talk about that. Um, many colleges have ADHD support groups too, that they can actually go and talk to and talk to other students who think like them and who are like them and get ideas from them as well. So there's a lot of resources for people so that you don't end up being that statistics that, that, that statistic that drops out, um, you know, to, to help you get through it. One of the biggest differences that I see, um, with this kind of coaching is the accountability piece. Uh, I do a lot of text messaging with these guys, with these students. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of text messages that go back and forth in between sessions. Cause typically we will meet 
once a week at the same time, and it's usually around 30 minutes. Um, but in between is is where a lot of the work happens, and so it's texting that person and saying, okay, you know, what was your study plan today? How did you get your exercise in? You know, how did this go? And what's the what's the status on this? And just kind of helping them remind them and and being that what I've been told anyways, it's just that little reminder of, Oh, okay. Yep. I got to do that. I forgot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives them that little push to, to stay on task and to stay focused. And so the accountability is one of those things that I know we've talked in the past where it does end up in a lot of situations, it becomes your own responsibility and you don't need to have that much accountability with students. I would say the accountability is pretty consistent until you graduate. Um, that's just from my experience. Um, you know, other coaches may say that's not true. Um, but from what I've seen, I I know the last student that I had just graduate, I mean, we, I was keeping tabs on him all the way up into the end, (laughs) you know, making sure the paperwork was in and signed, (laughs) you know, um, and it's not a bad thing. It's not a nagging relationship. And that's what I think that, you know, again, I want to make clear is that it's a partnership. It's not, um, it is a partnership and it's just to help support them and guide them and give them that a little extra, um, support that they need to, to, to see the graduation cap, you know, you know, at the end. I, the thing I wanted to, and to add, you know, we talk about this, uh, you know, college students, I think it's easy to presume that we're talking about traditional age college students, right. 18 to 21, but you know, the, uh, uh, the population of, you know, of people going back to higher education, only about 20% of, of all, uh, United, uh, individuals in the United States, uh, that are enrolled in higher education are of traditional age, 20%. Mm-hmm. That's very, very small. What we're talking about really is a set of behaviors that, that if you are a college student, it doesn't matter how old you are, you are going to be challenged with all of these environmental factors that will stress your functioning, your executive function, your ADHD, and that's what coaching can help. So I don't want to, you know, people to assume that we're just talking about, you know, the 18 to 21, 22-year-olds. I agree. I, and I'm glad you point that out because I think that the the additional stress to that is not only are they back to school, but most likely if they're older, they may be married, they may yeah. have children and they may have another job, right. you know, a full-time job or a part-time job. So absolutely. Um, coaching can, can fit and, and help those folks as well and deal with all of the other things that are going on that balance. That exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good stuff. And I think this is a wonderful service. I'm so glad you're going to be talking more about this. And in fact, we're going to be taking, uh, you know, tis, tis the season, as we said. Uh, we're going to be talking more about this, you know, going back to school. In the next couple of episodes, we're going we're yes. to share some more tips with, you know, what to, to do uh, if you're going back to school and how you can handle uh, routines and schedules and technology and all sorts of wonderful things. So uh, if you have, uh, you know, if you yourself are going back to school, if you have uh, friends, colleagues, or kids that are going back to school, these episodes are going to be good, good ones to jump into. Um, so make sure you pass it around. Anything Perfect. else we have for the people? Nope, I think that's it. I love Thank it. Thank you. You can learn more about the show at TakeControlOrganizing.com. You can subscribe to the show for free in iTunes uh, or your podcatcher of choice. Uh, but we've got all the links over on the website, so you can check out over there. Uh, join the conversation. Uh, tell us how uh, what it's like for you going back to school uh, at uh, Facebook.com slash TakeControlADHD or Twitter, TakeControlADHD, or even Google Plus or Pinterest. We're, all, we're everywhere. We're just everywhere. Uh, 
And I do want to add uh, thank you so much to a couple of very special people who have left us uh, recent comments on iTunes. Um, We have uh, Casey O'Mara who writes this podcast gives great tips for anyone who struggles with organization and focus. It's a good length to listen to while commuting to or from work. The hosts have a great rapport and share enjoyable personal anecdotes. So there you go. Personal anecdotes. That's awesome. I know, right? I just love that. <laughs> That's very and cool. uh, for today, uh, loves to listen. She says, I found this podcast a few days ago and really love the playful interactions between the hosts as well as the really practical information they relate to listeners. I'm listening to past podcasts. Oh, my goodness. As I prepare for a move and I'm starting to stress out about what I will do when I get through them all. I think they only broadcast once a week. I just don't know if that will sustain my new addiction. Maybe I'll have <laughs> to find a podcast that will help me deal with anxiety. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> anyway, so great comments. We sure appreciate Thank your you. iTunes comments. They really are uh, they're, they're great support and great motivation for us, too. So, Absolutely. Uh, on behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>